She's like, oh, so so here's how you do it. So for five dollars, you can lick whipped cream off of one of them's nipple. Yeah, no, I couldn't and say that. And for ten dollars, you can lick it off of both nipples. I couldn't say nipple. I couldn't or even say lick. For Just, another five bucks, you can lick whipped cream off their butt cheek. You knew where all the Seven Elevens were that had whipped cream. You know where it was going to end up, right? Oh, it's grossing me out. Already. So why would you do that to a twenty dollar bill? <laughs> I don't. Why would you do this at all? You have any stories over there, Missy? Always have lots of stories. Lots of stories. That's why we're doing this. Oh, yeah. That's right. I've been told many of times, many of times. Many a time. Many a time. Many a time that you have too many stories. You must tell them all. (laughs) Right on. All right. So you've been uh, working at the Tropicana for a little while Mm -hmm. at this point. And I got the idea that, wow, she may uh, not not want to quit. And uh, you were, from what I recall, trying to keep both jobs for a while. I was trying to keep both because I, you know, I really liked the backup dancing job. Yeah. But the Tropicana pulls a big control thing on me. And they're like, you know, you have to work the weekends. So I had I went okay. I'm making a crap load of money if I work at the Tropicana, or only two hundred dollars a weekend. Do you know what I mean? I could make that in a minute at right. the Tropicana. So it was like I guess I'll just quit Automons. And you'd uh, come back with uh, oh my god all that money from that first tour that you did, right? And so somebody secretly went out and started apartment shopping. I didn't secretly. You went with me. No. Well, I think I secretly yeah. went with Darcy, and, and we went looking for places. Close but, to hers. Yeah, and then I put money down on a place, and then I heard it was on the first floor, and it was at La Cienega and Franklin, and all these girls lived kind of in that area. No, I didn't. La Brea. It was La Brea Oh, yeah, La Brea. La Brea. Okay, La Brea. Okay, and Franklin. You're looking at me like, that's not right. Um, and I put money down. I lost that money because all of a sudden at Tropicana, all these girls are like, oh, there's devil worshipers, and they're breaking into our houses and putting swastika. Wait, how do you say that word? Yeah, swastika. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. say that yeah. word. All in my clothes. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. They're, they're like putting symbols. And, and I was just like, it, it was, I, they got kind of got me scared of the area. Apparently, because I still, the amount of money that everything was costing was completely boggling my mind. And um, if I would have heard the amount of money that you put down and lost, I probably would have. I know. It was $750. Oh, my God. I mean, at that time, but I mean, it was on the first floor. I was like, you could get broken into. I understand. So I got nervous. And I'm certainly like, not, you know, upset about it. Hi. Thirty uh, some odd years later, <laughs> right? Close to forty years later, but um, that kind of stuff, you know, just I just couldn't. 
I lived on my own basically forever, but um, I never, I always moved in someplace that had some dumpy furniture and some crap. I'd never bought stuff like furniture. Well, you were 18 or 21 by now. By this time, I'm 21, pushing on 22. I know, but we're kids. I know, but. I had no idea how much stuff cost, and whenever oh, I would—that's true, especially in Hollywood and with the hoity-toity taste, hoity-toity <laughs> um, <laughs> taste. Yeah, it wasn't like going to Value City and picking something up. You know, she was a, uh, you know, I just didn't want burnt orange carpet anymore. Yeah, that and was not my color. Seventy-four hundred. I'm more into pink. <laughs> if it was pink, I'd probably have been like fine. <laughs> well, the carpet was mauve, I believe, in the new in the new place. Was it? Or maybe the paint on the wall was mine. I don't remember. I think it was the carpet. Yeah. No, you know what? Well, so we. So, anyways, I put money down this place, and I decided to pull out. They wouldn't give it back to me. So I ended up, I know you were with me, and we went to 7400 Hollywood Boulevard. And it was a nice apartment complex, and it had pink marble floors and mirrors it, as a lobby. That's where you're getting the pink and an elevator, and we lived facing Hollywood Boulevard, and we that was eight fifty a month. We had a balcony that that you could used to drop pennies on cars driving down Hollywood Boulevard. That's true. I used to vacuum it; it would get dusty. I'm like out there vacuuming my balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and Hollywood balconies. If anyone's ever seen a Hollywood balcony, it's it's um, other people in other parts of the country call them a windowsill. <laughs> Here it's a uh, you know balcony with a view. <laughs> a and, few of the, yeah, of whatever. You can open the door and you can't even. Your head doesn't even fit there. You know, it's just like you know, yeah. So what happened was we not like you're get, putting a chair on it or anything. We get this apart. That's true. There's chair wasn't on there, was it? No, we did. We got a chair. There. We had a chair. Okay. Yeah, we had a chair. So we get this apartment and we sign a year's lease. So now I am stuck working at the Tropicana for at least a year. I'm still against it at this point. Yeah. But it is a nice freaking place. It's a nice apartment. It's really cool. It's got a gym. And a pool. A swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that all inside, you know, it was, or inside the apartment itself mm-hmm. in, in the courtyard. And it was new. Like it was a new kitchen. It was a new bathroom. It was new. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so then, that felt nice. At some point, speaking of new, she, uh. Picked out a, a custom built. I don't know why this always bothers you so much. I mean, it's, it's the reason I've explained it all the way up to this point how money is freaking me out. So <laughs> he always brings this up. So she she buys like this sectional, custom built, custom picked out the fabric, picked out like what the cushions are filled with. I mean, just everything, which I didn't even know you could do that. You know, I had no idea that you could actually have a couch built. But it's a full L sofa couch combination, you know, whatever they call those things. Yeah, and it fit perfect in the apartment. And she picked out the perfect fabric. It just matched perfect. <laughs> and it was like 1400 bucks. It's probably more than that. Oh, way more now. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm a deep... I'm talking about now. I said it was probably that much more than that then. Oh, I saying. don't even remember what it was. I just know that... You probably told me a smaller amount because you didn't I, want me to get upset. I don't remember. But... So I all I knew of was fourteen hundred dollars for a couch, and I was just uh, I, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't. I really didn't. I was just like, uh, a what? I mean, fourteen hundred dollars, 
at our old apartment, we could have lived there for three months. <laughs> oh gosh, for, for that much money, you know. And uh, I was I was just beside myself and um, didn't understand it. I mean, I knew she wanted to be in a nice place and feel safe. And it was like well, we also bought a bed, and we had to buy a refrigerator, and we bought furniture for our bedroom. You know, yeah. and we bought furniture. We bought well, baby furniture because we wanted to have a baby, and we thought, okay, we'll get the baby furniture first. We'll get it first because we're going to take care of this kid. We're going to do it right. Yeah. And so finally, eventually, what is what I'm getting at is she finally. You know, I was like, okay, you know what? If this is what she wants. This is what we're doing. Did you give in? So I gave in. Okay. And um, you know, we're there. And so I pick up, I think, even an extra shift to take care of stuff. So I'm working three nights a week on night on um uh, weekends that I'm not playing shows. Okay. You know? And I'm um we start playing a little during the week mm-hmm. because of the Bozo Jam. Mm-hmm. Starting playing shows. But I, so and then I started getting more and more girls that, that are working for me. So I'm driving sometimes three parties a night, three girls per party, three nights a week. So I start making pretty good hunk of money. But we're buying so so what we, so what we do with the money is we buy baby furniture. <laughs> when you put it that way, it sounds ridiculous. But I had a plan, like. <laughs> What's building our future? <laughs> yeah, Man, like I said, I'd already given in. I was, I was in, but we we picked out some really foo foo nice bir- uh, baby furniture. Baby furniture. I know too. everything was like from on Sunset Boulevard, which like we could I could have gone somewhere. We, had to, we walked, I think most. Yeah, nah, we, we had the car, but it, it was closed. Everything was closed because we could walk. To so many cool things, so you know, I'd get oh, let's go to this furniture store on Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> right? Yeah, so um, we're buying all this super nice stuff, which is just crazy. Well, I was making okay money, but you know, we want to make sure that we had hardwood quality, you know, cabinets for the baby, <laughs> for the, for the baby diapers, <laughs> and, and I'd always listen. I'd always wanted a baby. I had before I was eighteen years old, or no, before I was met Shane. Let's put it that way. I had already had bought everything for a baby. My first job, I spent all of my money on getting everything for a baby. And then, you know, I moved and all this stuff happened and that stuff was dry rotten down my dad's basement. So when my sister got pregnant with Shepard, I just gave it to her. Uh, so I had to start all over again. So you gave all the baby stuff to your sister. Mm-hmm. I had everything. That's when your sister had baby number one, not to be confused with. Baby number 14. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> right. Definitely a different episode, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this apartment, uh, you know, we started, th- this is when a lot of things started. Well, Issues. Yeah, well, yeah and issues here and there. Um, some fun stuff that started. I don't know if we're going to do a separate, ep- are we going to do a Keith Richards episode, or are we going to? Include that in. No, this is the no bozo jam. Okay, so we back to the music thing, which I won't take too much space. But uh, we started a uh, alibi artist. Ed Montez started a uh, jam on Monday nights at the Whiskey. You know, it's called the No Bozo Jam, and it was old school jam. It was uh, literally nobody planned anything. 
just all the bands that weren't, you know, doing something on Monday night, which is pretty much all the bands, would just show up and we would start playing music. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that we grew up is covers mostly and like all kinds of different stuff. I remember for some odd reason at, at one of the jams, I remember, uh, I think it was the Pretty Boy Floyd guy. Floyd guys came and did a jam, but they switched instruments. And I thought, geez, those guys are so much better when they're playing a different instrument than they are. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, you know, but. They just do that for fun or what? Yeah, for fun. They swapped oh. instruments, but obviously they had talent in other areas. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy cow, these guys are actually really good. Oh. You know, like this, you know. Uh-huh. Sure, they didn't think it was too funny. Well, I remember one time at the Bozo Jam, Warrant was playing. I remember well, this. This would have been one of those early ones because yeah. we were all, you know, Warrant was probably one of the bigger bands around at the time. They had a huge crowd. They didn't have their, uh, they didn't have their um, record deal yet, but oh, they didn't. No. Okay. No, but they were uh, getting close, mm-hmm. and. Um, so they were, you know, still one of the big bands, and of course the Taz guys and the people I always talk about. Ann and I felt like, okay, so I guess Warrant was on stage, and then you guys were going on after them, and I was out in the audience by myself, and this girl befriended me. I think I was on the stairs at the whiskey, and she comes up to me and she was like, oh. Blah blah blah, and she told me her name, and she said she worked at Best Western, and she wanted to buy me a drink. Hey, that was always a good thing. I I knew that if I went into a bar and someone bought me a drink, I was probably good all night. I was like, oh, good, you know. So I was like, that's really nice of you. And so we were hanging out, and then after Warrant got off stage, they went. Um, then Shane went on, and these are jams. So it's, we were playing like how many songs? Three. Maybe okay, three maybe songs. three songs. Okay, that makes sense. So she was um, wanted to go upstairs. Uh, that upstairs is backstage. Well, the third floor at the whiskey is the backstage. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, "Hey, let's go backstage." I said, "Okay." We had passes. I had a pass probably because of Shane, and we walked up the stairs. Maybe we didn't need a pass. We were girls. I don't remember. Good point. Good point. Good point. Right, right. So we walked backstage. And Warrant was all back there. They had their own dressing room or something. And we were all sharing dressing rooms. There's three dressing rooms up yeah. there, but Yeah. So they were they were all in like standing in a circle talking and we walk up there and we're like, hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden this girl completely switched on me, got on her knees, and started lifting my skirt up. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I started pushing her away and she's like, oh, and she started being a whole different person and i'm just like oh my god what like what are you doing and and all the guys were like yeah. and then all of a sudden shane walks backstage and i'm like oh good Shane's Not all here of a sudden it's had to take a while like i said we were doing three songs well so. it might have taken us a while to get upstairs good point. And, you know good point but when this just started okay and i pushed off a couple times then you walked in and i thought yay shane's here to save me because i don't know what is going on and you just went along with everybody else that was going, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and I'm just like, what the hell? Here's, here's the deal. Okay, from my angle. <laughs> from your angle. I what in, angle was that? <laughs> I walk into to the first first dressing room. It was the one right next to the bathroom there. The yep, first that one on the one, left. Exactly. 
And I walked in, and you know, I heard a bunch of ruckus from the, the warrant guys, and you know, it's like, oh, okay. And I look over, and actually, there was one of those small. There was actually two of those square two top bar tables right. up against the wall. And she had you laying on that. No. Oh yeah, that's where no. you. No. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, this no. Is, this is my personal memory. <laughs> like, there so, is no way I was laying on a, a table. Yeah, she had you pushed back. You know, there's there's. Exact- she might have pushed me back, but I don't think I was laying on a table. I didn't say you were enjoying it. I didn't say that okay. you were. I didn't say you were leisurely laying there. I said she had you. She had pushed you. You know, okay, let's hear your back side. To the let's hear, let's so, hear what you remember. So, so she's she's got her her laying back. I could tell Maria most most of the time I had a pretty uncomfortable face. Look, oh, looking, thanks. Looking, <laughs> when some when a situation like this would happen, I, like 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 I, I mean, come on, I didn't see this coming. Right? She works at Best Western now. Yeah, what is she? What right, is she doing? Right. Well, she's, <laughs> she's an '80s chick having a good time, and she was pretty cute. You know, little dark haired girl. She yeah. was kind of cute, and I was like, oh, and I think. I think she was wearing like one of those Catholic girl skirts or something. Maybe you had one. I don't know. But yeah, there's small skirts. Yeah. Small 80s skirts. I know I had a skirt on. And, and um, you know, so I mean, at the angle, whenever she had you flipped up, you could see straight up her skirt. So I know why the warrant guys were having such a good time. They were like watching a girl, you know, try to kiss on a girl and, right. you know, being able to see uh, her, you know, um, inner workings. And, um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. So, it, you know, it was a pretty scene. And, and I walked in, I was like, huh, wow, I didn't know she was into this kind of stuff. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. And, and why didn't you save me? You didn't look like you needed saved. What? I was so happy you were there and then nothing. I think I just ran away. No, finally I saved her, which she doesn't remember. I don't remember that because I finally, was so like. Finally, I could tell by the look on her face that she was not enjoying it at all. But initially I thought, I didn't know that she wasn't not enjoying okay. it. And I thought, wow, I didn't know she was into this kind of thing. This is so, kind of cool, but um, no, yeah, yeah. She, she wasn't into it. No, I was not into it. I leave. And I did, so I did did kind of get in the middle of it. And of course, I think her initial thought was, oh, okay, right? I mean, because we found out some things about her later. So I leave, and she comes down and was like, you know, I'm really sorry. I mean, because literally she clicked over. She was one person, and then she became another person. And it, it, it was because she had an audience there, and it was the band was there. Yeah. And, and since she tried to get, and since she kind of like baited you yeah. to go up there, it's almost like she had all of it planned. I know. I never really thought about it too deep. I'm just, you know. Yeah. But she said, you know, I'm really sorry. She's like, you know, I feel so bad. If, you know, I want to give you a car. She goes, if you guys come over and you can start this car that I have, you can have this car. So I, I, I remember that a little differently, too. Oh. I remember her inviting us over for dinner. Hey, we're going to fix you. And her boyfriend was that Monroe? Rick Monroe. R- Rick Monroe guy. Rick Monroe. Mm-hmm. Who had tried out for, mm-hmm. for my band. And um, so he was kind of around. I think he was actually in the dressing room at the same time. Matter of fact, I know he was. Oh. He was the first person I saw. I saw him in the dressing room, and he's like, oh, you know, he's just kind of oh. watching it. And then, so so he must have been up there already. And then, and the warrant guys were there, of course, watching. Everybody's watching it, you know. See a nice blonde and brunette go at it on the. And I bet you none table. of them would remember any of this because it didn't really affect anybody. It affected me the most, and I probably just want to take it out of my brain. Right? Yeah, you're probably right. People wouldn't even remember it. 
Mm. So to to kind of make up for the thing, um, she immediately was. She was like, she oh, was really sincere. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. I I don't know what got it. You know, came over mm-hmm. me and this that and the other. And, and I looked at Rick and I was just like, hey, what what's going on? And then he's like, he's like, oh man, you know, I I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know and he was dumbfounded and probably because he didn't know what was happening either. <laughs> and um and maybe he did. I don't know. I don't think he did. Um, but at one point she says, you know, I live in, I, I rent Bel-Air. a house in Bel Air. Yeah, Bel Air. And why don't you guys come over for dinner and we'll make you a dinner, you know. Oh, maybe that's true. Okay. And we'll yeah, make you we a went dinner over to make, there up, to make for this. up for this. And then when we were there, right. she said it. That's right. That's, yeah. You're right. Okay. So, so, because I didn't think we, on the way over there, I didn't think we had any. No, we didn't. We did. We went like, over because she was sorry. And we're like, she okay. She was sorry. And they offered to make us a shark steak dinner or, or something. Or something. And then some Rick was there because you knew thing. Rick. And so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right. we go over there. And they are cooking the dinner that they mentioned. I don't remember that part. I just remember the part of, she said, if you can she get still this felt bad. She still felt bad to Maria. And she's, she's looking and there's a, she had a newer Camaro or something, and, and there was this car that we had to drive past on this to get up, and it was a nice place. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. We had to drive all the way up in the hills, mm-hmm. and there was this super nice house that she was renting. And you know, it's good money for Best Western. Yeah, I was like, wow, these Best Western people pay <laughs> top dollar. <laughs> or she's like a <laughs> or she's like, you know, the, from a rich family or something. I don't know what's going on. And she has this nice little Camaro and stuff. At some point, she said to Maria, I still feel so bad about that and this, that, and the other. Do you guys need an extra car? And we're like, uh, I don't know. Why? And she's like, you know what? If you can get, she tells Maria, if you can get that car started, you can have it. And Shane looked at me and goes, I'm, I'm going to be able to get that car started. I will get that car started. And we came back the next day. Shane can fix anything, and he's really good. I don't know what he did. We went back the next day, and he got that car started, and she signed those pink slips over to us, and we had ourselves a Peugeot. That's right, a Peugeot. <laughs> it took diesel fuel, right? Oh, yeah, it was a diesel fuel Peugeot. It had some crazy giant six volt battery or something it wasn't normal like an american car you know it was really odd we had to go to the peugeot dealer oh peugeot and we find out later she was a porn star yep yep yeah which Which made made way more sense (laughs) for the whole thing it's like duh i think it was like so many drinks you know like it took you a couple drinks to go mud wrestle with her thing, it took her a few drinks to get into character at the other thing. And, Getting character. And maybe character she, in the yeah, audience. <laughs> right. And so she had just, just the right amount of drinks and just a large enough audience. Right. That she uh, just snapped. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And truthfully, we got out of there pretty quick because... <laughs> who knows that they'll ever listen to this. <laughs> Actually, Rick would probably think it's cool. But um, <laughs> when we got there, it was one of the first times... Again, we didn't know that she was a porn chick. Uh-huh. So we were there not long at all. And I told you, I was like, I think they're swingers. Do you remember that? 
I have a feeling that's another story. <laughs> that is the girl Sheila. That's another porn girl who I let from the Tropicana borrow my Alice in Wonderland costume. Okay. That's that story. Ah. So uh, she, this other girl that Shane's getting confused with worked at the Tropicana. She borrowed my Alice in Wonderland costume. I find out later it was to do a porn. <laughs> but I don't know that because I didn't know she was in porn. Awesome. And then she I was like... I hope she dry cleaned it. <laughs> she, I know, right? I, but I, I swear I didn't know. And then she, they asked us over for dinner. And we went over there, and we left, and we're like, that was so nice. And Shane's like, they're swingers. And I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, it was obvious. Can't you tell? And I'm like, no. Like, I'm just so innocent in some ways. And um, years later, like, she wins, like, best orgasm for the the (laughs) porn convention. Like, she's some super big porn chick. She followed my Alice in Wonderland. She's like, I am so proud. She was the best, <laughs> best double penetration scene of 1989 or something. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we just—it's yeah. not a kids' show anymore, it's folks. It's not. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I remember having that same feeling. I mean, I remember with them. With them as it well, it probably was. But you know, the shark was Sheila, and whoever her husband was. Now I know what you're husband. talking about, right? Yeah, because so yeah, they mm-hmm. did fix shark. Uh-huh. So there was so both of these swinging couples that had uh-huh. one member that was a porn star. Yep, offered us dinner. Yeah, and, hey. and you know, and we were we were like young uh, and a car. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, sure, yeah, yeah, we'll take dinner. We'll take a car, sure. I mean, the car helped things, us a lot. Then things started getting a little uncomfortable. We'd be like, well, we're I, out think, of here. I think it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The car helped us out a lot because, you know, when I worked at the Tropicana and he borrowed my car for the dancing girls, yeah. dancing girls, body language girls, um, I waited for you to come, you know, oh, that wasn't on the weekends. I don't remember how I got home because, you know, there was an Uber back then. And I would never take a taxi. But I know during the week, me and Shane had this little system. There was a, a payphone backstage at the Tropicana, and I would call collect. I mean, how cheap am I? Oh, not it's a quarter. You know what I mean? And right. I would call collect. And, and this if is, I this is whenever we had the apartment on seventy four hundred Hollywood, and so that we actually had a phone. Yeah, we had a phone. We had to have a phone at one of the places. Yeah, I don't for think we had one at Beachwood. Yeah, no, but, we didn't. We never we got had a phone one there. At, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, we, and I would call and call collect. And if I said I was Jan Brady, it meant like, "Hey, wait fifteen minutes before you get home." I mean, come pick me up. If I said I was Marsha, come right now. She was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and so I, and of course, I never. Accepted the charges. They're like, right, and we saved 25 cents. They're like, uh, sir, it's a uh, collect call from Jan Brady. Will you accept the charges? I nope. <laughs> don't even, oh, we thought we were so slick. Don't even like that chick. <laughs> and 15 minutes later, I'd leave and go pick her up. People, yeah. Like people nowadays that don't even know about pay phones are oh, like, I know. what are you talking about? So what happened is the Peugeot was down for a while um, because it, you know, it was a foreign car. I didn't know how to work on it that good, but I did get it. And eventually I figured out that if I could get a new battery and it would start without all the, the fiddling around, that I might be able to sell it. 
And so I did, I spent, and back then it was a lot. It was 120 bucks for a battery in whatever year that was, 88, and um, for a car. And like back then, you could pick up a battery for a regular car for probably 20 bucks, uh-huh. maybe maybe 40 and plus, you had to put different fuel oh, in yeah. it and stuff. And so I yeah. swapped. The, I got the battery. I did mm-hmm. get it so it started every time. Mm-hmm. And that one guy that. Uh, oh yeah, somebody that was like a, a a regular. A regular. I didn't know what to call him. There's always regular. There's always a regular that likes you at clubs, and yeah. there was somebody that liked me that would come in, and he had a towing company. Yes, he did. And. He would auction off some of their cars that they would tow, and no one would come claim them, gangsters so was, or something. So he was tied in with an auction, with a with a city auction. And so uh, after I figured that, that out, that I didn't want to keep that car, we had had him come pick it up. And he auctioned it and off? auctioned it off. How much did you get for that thing? 600 bucks. Woohoo! And I bought a Chevy Nova, six cylinders. 1974 Chevy Nova for 550. Wow! And right down the street, I walk past it when I go. Oh, I go over to the Belgium guys' place over there on. Gosh. Because didn't you used to rent the Ugly Duck uh, rental cars too? We had we would do those occasionally. Anybody that was working for Body Language, would. oh okay. So that's the reason you'd see those occasionally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gosh, you know now I'm thinking about this. It's like oh, Bill, the guy that. Um, had the towing company. He took us out to dinner. Paul? Paul. Paul, who had the towing company? My mistake. Paul, that had the Paul. towing company, took us out to dinner mm-hmm. at Spago's. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes, he did. And, he was a uh, nice guy. and I'm not really sure that he knew I was coming. Oh, that's not nice of me. You're like, hey, this guy that kind of likes me and always, if someone else doesn't buy me for the mud wrestling he bid on you <laughs> he always you know, bid on me he he always bids on me and um this and the other so of course i'm like well, i don't like this guy because oh. <laughs> you know whatever and um she's like well you know he, he wanted to know if i wanted to go out to dinner and i go oh where was you guys going to go and someplace you wanted to go was spago yeah and um i was like well so you invited yourself? So, well, or I invited you? Yeah, you invited me. I didn't have to invite myself. You oh were like, God, you're like, I'm not really comfortable around him. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. So we would always end up in uncomfortable positions when people were paying for our dinner, it seems like. Oh, and, well, that's weird. I, I guess that must have been early on because I, I ended up getting to know him. Yeah. You know. And, this was like the first step, kind of getting to know him. And yeah. he didn't freak out. Whenever I was there and ordered lobster. Oh, which was gosh, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Champagne man. and lobster, yeah. Huh. It's like 300 bucks. Oh. And uh, he didn't even flinch. I was like, well, yeah, he typical. Had, I was like yeah. checking to see how much money he had. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Mr. Big Bucks, wonder how much money he's got. I'll order this and see what happens. Well, I remember going down to visit him for some reason down wherever his tow yard was. And... I parked outside of it because it was all gated in and he had like bulletproof everything because the gang members, they has, the, the people that would, he would tow these cars that were gang members that they might have hidden their drugs in him. Oh, yeah. So they would stalk him. Yeah. He used to carry a gun and, you know, it was kind of dangerous. So I park outside of his compound. 
around. He's looking out the window, and some black guy had a little kitten. And I was like, oh, can I see your kitten? And I, I'm there like petting this gang member's kitten. And he's inside flipping out of his mind. He's like, oh, my God, they've been stalking me. They're trying to kill me. And she's out there talking to him. What is she doing? And what is she thinking? I'm just clueless about it. Finally, I, you know, go along and I get in and he just reprimanded me. He was like, that guy has been stalking me. I'm like, he had a kitten. How can he be bad? (laughs) Do you know what neighborhood you're in? And you're like, no, no. Like, was it Compton or something? It was somewhere. It was somewhere bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he worked for the LAPD. Yeah. So, like, he had his own tow company, but he was also the contracted Mm -hmm. tow company for LAPD. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he had all kinds of customers that were not happy. No, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. And that's how that went. See you next time. See ya. Next time. Things start happening pretty quick. Andy Johns, the super famous producer that produced every band I ever loved. (laughs) Um, Well, name a few because, you know. Okay, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin. Well, just those two. So how'd you meet Andy Johns? Like, did he come to your show? He was at a whiskey show. I don't know if he was, someone told him to come see one of the bands that was playing with us. Before I knew it, there there's this big, tall Englishman backstage at the whiskey. And he's like, hey, mate, how you doing? My name's Andy Johns. For more information, like photos and videos, hit us up on our socials or check out our website, allaboutyoupodcast.com. Till next time. Bye. Bye.